Welcome to Extract Talks with Dr. John podcast. Dr. John is CEO and president of Extract Lab and United Science, an industry leader in hemp, cannabis, and the extraction industry. Listen closely as Dr. John talks about his experiences, CBD extraction methodology, and the ins and outs of owning your own business. Dr. John teaches you healthy business practices, how to increase your profits, and steps to take your CBD company to a whole new level. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, Dr. John here for Extract Talks. How are you guys doing? Thanks for joining us. We're continuing our our, our podcast series really on sustainability and right, right. Um, environmental, uh, you know, sustainability governance, ESG, yep. and how that's really impacting places such as the S&P 500. Yep. People are really looking at this from an investment standpoint and saying, hey, look, we, we want to have environmentally sustainable sustainable investments. And um, so we think that this is a big deal for people who are starting to more doing operations. If you have the ability to do an operation and you can show, hey, look, this was made in a very sustainably, environmentally sustainable way. Yep. And hey, look, the consumer really actually does care about this. Yes. Which they do. Yep. Uh, We talked about that before, like one gram of (sighs) ethanol extracted oil costs the environment over 90 95 pounds of CO2, one gram. One, yes. Versus one quarter gram for a CO2 extracted, uh, one gram of CO2 extracted. Oh, quarter, quarter pound, quarter, yeah, quarter pound. pound, yeah, quarter, yeah, still, pound. quarter still, pounder. Yeah, a quarter, a quarter pounder. pounder. Yeah, a quarter <laughs> pounder versus ninety five. Yeah, weed's next big problem is the wrong type of green. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, this is an old article actually that I, I sifted this off. I think Ooh. you can find it on the web and everything. But they, a lot of these people have been doing focusing on the grows, growing um, and production. Definitely seems right. to be the big thing when you hear sustainability. Yeah, they looked at the grows. They said, oh, it costs a lot and CO two to heat. Space. All those indoor grows, yeah. That all is, the lights and everything. That is no joke. Controlling yeah. the environment. They got the little meter in the back spinning <laughs> like yeah. this. All the kilowatts going. Well, right. of that, of that ninety-one pounds, I believe we found what was it, forty-one pounds to create an eighth of indoor flower. Oh wow! So again, if that flower is getting turned into a final product like a vape right. cartridge or a tincture, uh, right. it's skyrocketing. Yeah. It's so higher. So not only with the CO, not as the CO two not only the CO2 indoor grown, the greenhouse gas footprint of, you will, of that, that eighth of flower. flower, I mean, that itself is costing a lot of CO2. A lot. And I don't think people really understand it. That's why we continue to educate, let people know. It'd be better if it was outdoor then. Absolutely. And there's still costs associated with that, whether financial or through the the environment, but it's much, much less. And realistically, I think in the future, that's what a majority of it's. Yeah. So what we've been doing is looking uh, in, in greater detail at the ESG parameters associated with operations because we're operational people here. We, yep. do, we deal a lot with operations. An investor will come to us and they'll say, okay, how much does it cost to run uh, this facility? And actually, very few ask right. because so many hidden costs. And a lot of times yeah. they're relying on their technical people. And they're like, oh, I don't really know. The technical persons just do what's trending in the marketplace. Yep. Yep. And sometimes those trends are very unsustainable. 
Correct. And they're also very costly. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you really have to do the math, investors. You have to do the math. Yeah. You have to do your sustainability calculations. You got to do it. It's really not that hard. No. It, you can you just, just have to know what and you're the, trying to and calculate. The numbers, you really should do. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, absolutely. That's, again, the numbers. What you're putting in is going to be what you're getting out. And right. if you're investing in something that's going to cost you a lot of money to sustain, right. uh, it's probably not going to be worth it. Exactly. So what we decided to do was what's called a life cycle assessment. And like um, this is based on ISO 14064, okay. uh, which really it is a process in which you can, you can basically assess your organization for carbon footprint. Okay. And at, a lot of people have been involved in really, you know, BMW, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've put out a, a, a car, for example, that's ISO 14064. I hope All I got right. the brand right there. <laughs> but I think Hopefully. it is, uh, yeah, where they've looked at the environmental impact of all the plastics. Of producing that, that particular uh, car. Yes, exactly. Oh. And they use this ISO standard. And so I went in, I looked at it, I looked at the all the highlights. And the EPA publishes this uh, process called the Life Cycle Assessment or the LCA Life Cycle Assessment. And really what it is, it's scoping the project and yep. then what's in, what's out. And then looking at all the parameters for inputs and outputs of heating and energy and then converting yep. those over to CO2 number. Okay. Um, Just like we did uh, last week. Yeah, exactly. With ethanol, we really looked at, okay, what is the greenhouse gas emissions from heating and cooling thousands of pounds of ethanol? What are the greenhouse gas emissions specifically related to using ethanol right. and then reusing ethanol? And then what about, what are the greenhouse gas emissions associated with, for example, the VOC? The waste. The yeah, waste, right? Yeah. Uh, the smog forming. Yeah. And, and we so we talked about all of that and we really ignored CO2. We made the claim that, hey, the CO2 is orders of magnitude better, but we're going to, in this, this podcast, we're going to get into that a little bit more. Yeah. But I want yeah. to tell you that, hey, hey, this is what we really looked at. We have this life cycle assessment. We use this ISO 14064 loosely. We are not certified right. to that ISO standard, but we're using the same methodology that, yep. that uh, has been published before. So looking at heating, cooling, chemicals, uh, operations, fertilizer, pesticides. Like in, a, in grow, oftentimes they'll burn propane. Oh, yeah. To get the CO2. Get the CO2 and Why do they do that? I don't know. They don't have a CO2 machine where they can just throw the biomass in there uh, and pump that true. into the that's grow. True. And yeah, yeah, it could be a lot easier. Yeah. A lot of our customers will have a grow. If they do have a grow, oftentimes uh, there's some venting of CO2 that comes off of the extractor. And then yep, they it put just that happens. Right, yeah. They put that right into their grow. And uh, so in that case, it's reused. Yep. No there's more. other things that you can do with that. You can sequester that, that CO2 also with some devices, which uh, we, we can talk about later. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just so disposable waste materials, outgassing, VOC, we talked about that. Yeah. Ethanol coming off of spent material, basically, yep. or raffinate material. So, yep. And then solvent emissions, outgassing. So those are the things that really we're talking about. Yeah. So let's get into it here. Key sustainability factors for extractors and processors. Again, we're looking at energy assumption, solvent selection, solid hazardous waste generation, uh, spent solvent incineration, organic carbon pollution, and hazardous air pollutants. So those are the things that we're really... Those are the key areas. The They're going to help a person areas. figure out. Yeah, that we, we actually to quantify on. in every one of those for the two different processes or yep. three different processes. It's a means of comparison. All right. Okay. And so you are, people are always wondering, okay, we want to compare apples to apples. So we what we did in this uh, particular setup was says, okay, for 2,000 pounds, yep. we're going we're gonna to process 2,000 pounds.
pounds. And then we're going to calculate the amount of carbon uh, footprint for one month worth of operation, which is 2,000 pounds. Yep. And we're going to compare that for using all of those parameters, basically for CO2, CO2. and ethanol. And, and we didn't do butane yet. We could do that. But yeah, so let's fast forward to it. We already talked about the energetics of solvents and all the, and we came up with this sustainability pro and con. Yep. And that's essentially here. You got the cons of the ethanol extraction really are the VOC and the HAP emissions from the ethanol losses. Yep. We got the high energy GHG, you know, that, in other words, greenhouse gases to produce the ethanol itself. Correct. And then we got the GHG used to heat and cut, heat uh, and chill ethanol. I don't know. Yeah. It's just so much. It keeps adding up here. Like It's uh, adding up. Yeah. Get a little calculator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to make a calculator for you guys so that, yes. you can, uh, so that you can go ahead and toggle in your own parameters. Figure yeah. out how sustainable your product was. Yeah, basically. I touched on this a little last week, but uh, yep. CO2 is a colorless odor, it's odorless inert gas. So now we're going to go into our assessment of the CO2 side of this. So this is the calling card, if you will. This is the benefits of CO2. If you're using it in a solvent setting, right. you know, it's non-toxic, it's used in food processing, so it's safe and there's no maximum limits for example, of CO2 in a product. So you there don't have to worry about uh, not the poisoning. 5,000. Right, yeah, 5,000 exactly. PPMs. Yeah. Nope, no worries about that. No so worries it's about sa- that. It's safe to worry about or safe to work with. And the impurities are quite quite inert. Yeah. I think the, the benefit to me is it, I know it's been used in food. It's in beer. Uh, it's used to decaffeinate coffee, stuff like that. Automatically. Uh, hopefully it's not bad because we're breathing, <laughs> we're breathing it out. Yeah. yeah. So no, uh, tons of benefits to CO2. So how is CO2 made? That's where, that's really where we're comparing now. Ethanol has got a, a, a big carbon footprint, 131,000 BTUs per gallon it takes to make a gallon of ethanol. Okay, so how is CO2 made here? Do they have just like a bunch of people breathing into <laughs> breathing into bags? I don't know what they. Into... I think it has to do with the fermentation process. Yep, yep. I looked into it. There's a little bit of a, but even more. I think it's just very energy intensive. Okay, because yep. like a lot of that CO2 is recaptured and reused. Oh. Oh, right. So, it's a byproduct of yeah. a lot of other industries. Right. We're still looking for uh, beer makers that want to send us their CO2 so we can make some, what, what would we call it? Beer CBD or CBD beer? Uh, yeah, we got to still come up with a snappy name. So if you got something for that. CBN beer? Yeah. Um, CB, CBG beer? I don't It's yeah. CBC beer? <laughs> well, we're going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do, do something like that. Yeah. So CO2 and CBD somehow. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So here we, the way it's made, typically CO2 industrial, industrially is recovered from industrial processes that are occurring. Okay. And then what they do is they capture it and then they compress it. It becomes a liquid and then they purify that and then they send it out for people to reuse. And so there's actually carbon credits that people get for actually reuse of their their solvents. So all right. Yeah. So they're not only saving money on processing, you can actually get credits yeah. for using it. Reusing it. And because of that, basically what it is, it's the energy of compression is really what it is. And it's pretty low. The calculations that I saw that were available was about 100 to 200 BTUs per gallon compared to 131. Oh, for so the ethanol. Yeah. Yes. So that's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a way different. It's orders of yeah. magnitude different. Absolutely. And so companies are incentivized to capture and reuse the gas for useful purposes. This is a good thing. That's what we want. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You can do that or you can sequester it permanently. And if you go into the carbon tax uh, stuff, there's like, you get tax credits for sequestering it, but it's yeah. got to show that it's permanent. And right. That. Yeah. Yep. But, there's a lot behind it. And yeah. Hopefully. Um, in fact, uh, you wouldn't probably do 
that with a CO2 extraction facility because there's so little that's emitted. Right. It's, it's it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense to do it. Okay. So why is CO2 a green solvent? That's oh. another reason why people are asking the question, what, why, what makes it a green solvent? Right. Right. Yeah. This is an article that you can go onto the web and look at. It's ACS uh, article. And basically, these guys from Applied Separations, now they are uh, a CO2 extraction company. Okay. okay. And they have this great little list. They've been in the business for a long time. Hats off to you guys. You really put together a great list. They go through all the benefits. It's abundant, renewable, easy to prepare. It's yeah. not eutrophying, uh, meaning it doesn't kill the stuff in the environment. It does not contribute to smog and it does can, does not contribute to global warming. CO2 is recycled with minimal release. Okay. So all that, right. that's why it doesn't contribute. Can reuse it. Yeah. You can reuse it. Yeah. And there's ways to do that. So nice. It's not only it's not only the ACS saying that, but the chemical engineering uh, groups are saying that. So you can buy books that just talk about comparison and workflows for the different types of solvents compared to supercritical fluids. Yep. I'm not going to really go into that in detail, um, but just suffice it to say that it's very well known in the scientific literature that CO2 is extremely sustainable compared to any condensed solvent, All right. I mean, whether it doesn't matter what it is. So. Nice. So here's what we got here. This is it right here. This is the result. We side by side. We got a lot, got a lot of numbers here. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Holy. So here it is right here. All right. I see the dollar signs at the bottom. That's yeah, there usually it is. what I'm concerned about. And I see it's really big over there by the ethanol. So this is for 2,000 pounds. So we got 2,000 pounds. We got 2,000 pounds. This yep. is just for the extraction. And then here's the CO2 extraction plus the winterization. And so... These are where Ouch. you have liters to cool, mm. liters to evaporate, yep. kilowatts, hours to cool and heat, kilowatt to heat, kilowatt to evaporate, efficiency, Man. kilowatt hours total per kilowatt per day. Okay. That's, this is the energetics. <laughs> so it really is a low energy technique. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, you're really saving a lot. Absolutely. By doing that. We don't really have any means to compare to ethanol with, for example, VOC. Oh. Because there isn't any, right. <laughs> there is none with CO two. No. So that's so just there is none. So there's we, no we there's no up, comparison. So if you say there. how much better is it? It's infinitely better because <laughs> right because you have five percent that's lost, and so you really can't calculate it because you're dividing by zero. What do you want to do? You have to divide by zero, which makes it infinitely better. There's just so no way around. There's no way around beating it, right? that. Right, beating exactly. it on that front. So um, you divide by less, you get more. Right. So if you divide a number, a whole number, by let's say point one you're going to get a number. If you divide a number by 0.0001, it's going to be a big number. Exactly. So that's what happens. Okay. So you divide by zero and it's going to be infinity. Okay. <laughs> infinity oh, better. That's a little advanced secrets of the world. Mathematicals. <laughs> okay. But we all learn this when we're in, we're in grade school. Yes. yes. Okay. But yeah. So then let's look at the other items. What do we have? Oh yeah. Manifest. Hey, waste manifest. Oh yeah. Where's the waste manifest? Well, we don't have, we do have some waste manifest obviously. Right because we do use a small amount of ethanol. Correct. So you lose 5%, but you're using such small amounts. You do have that. You do have that. But there's no VOC emissions because you're not really, you're not outgassing anything. Exactly. Right? So yep. what are the other aspects that we have? Low energy to produce, no VOC, may reuse or recover, permanently store effluent for greenhouse operations equals 45Q credits. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Those are 45Q credits, which are the greenhouse gas emit carbon uh, dioxide, like tax credits. It's a 
you can actually get paid. Right. <laughs> for They're actually credits. Right. Yeah. That, oh, I mean, man, they pay that's, you. That's, that's pretty <laughs> sweet. You just have to have the documentation for it. Yeah. Just make sure you're doing it right. Um, what, you know, I, so that's the main thing. It's hard to, it's really hard to do a comparison essentially because we have no VSC that's being produced. Yep. We have no, oh, the energy, the energetics are, we just went over the energetics. Yep. The main contribution really is the energy required to cool down and heat up the CO2, which is not a lot compared right. to ethanol. So then what else do we have to really talk about? There's no HAP that's being generated. There's no VOC yep. and there's no, there's no hazardous waste either that needs to be incinerated. Technically, yeah, if, if it's okay in your area, you can mm. actually feed that biomass to animals or use it yeah, for... Yeah, exactly. You, you know, can use it. You find another use it. for it. You exactly. It. Yeah, so it's a naturally abundant material. So those are the pros, obviously, and the cons are the high startup cost. Now, I don't think that, that is really actually true anymore um, compared to ethanol. I think the ethanol producers, they've increased their price. Some of the CO2 producers have decreased their price. Yep. So they're, they're a lot closer than what you think. Yeah, than what it used to be five years ago. Let's go back here real quick here to our level. Yeah, so here, ethanol extraction sustainability. So here, like I said, VOC, we don't have that. Yep. High energy GHC to produce. We don't have ethanol. No, it's a byproduct. We do have ethanol small amount in winterization. Correct, yes. So that has to be taken into account, but that was taken account into in the, but it's so small that it doesn't make any difference. It's almost insignificant. Insignificant, yes. yeah. yeah. And then high energy GHG used to cheat, uh, chill and heat ethanol. You may recover ethanol from like a winterization process. That's something that you do. Oh yeah, but it's but there's so small amount, so <laughs> right. it really does all boil down to the amount of ethanol. Yeah, that's the more what you're using. It. Yeah, the more. So if it's you're using like impact. a fraction of like a little tiny bit of ethanol, and then you're comparing that saying to somewhere where you're using a whole truckload of ethanol, <laughs> right? It's, it's just you're it, not going to have not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have the same. And then the energy losses and the reuse and hazardous waste; those also don't apply because um, you're not really reusing your ethanol and you're not using your hazardous weights. So, right. Yeah, you're just... So... Anyway, so that's the bottom line there. So let's go back to this uh, most sustainable method. Here we have the ethanol and the being the most sustainable method. We've seen this now for uh, several weeks. Yep. And then we have the CO2, the winterization right here, plus winterization. And you can see that's just not even in the same, not even the same ballpark. No. Again, as you see, the longer you operate, the more those costs go up. And then again, take into account when you actually start scaling up your operation, you're driving it up even more. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's with 2,000 pounds. I know a lot of people do way more than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. What, two, this is 2,000 pounds a month? But, yeah. There's but just if you're doing two a day. If you just bring it down, though, I don't care if you're doing 100 pounds or even 50 pounds. Yeah. Still, your carbon footprint for one gram of material is it's still, still going to be the same. The same, it's yeah. Sig significant. Yeah, it's very significant. And that's, I think, what really consumers kind of care about, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they want to know, is this has my product been produced in a sustainable way. It didn't used to be like that. It seemed like, again, five, 10 years ago, I think people were just happy to get products, be right. able to walk into a store and get something. But now it's like, okay. They're understanding the environmental impact. They're right. seeing what's going on around the world. Well, we're supposed know. to be an eco-friendly this, this industry. Cannabis industry. It's all about it. And here we're, here we're a huge. We're polluter. exhausting. Yeah. Yes. All this energy and doing damage to create something that's meant to help people. Right. Right. So yeah, we, we definitely so, need you to know, bring it back. A lot of times in, oh, okay. I have, some people might say, okay, this 
this is an argument for flour and, and, and you know, just sticking with flour and why deal with mm. processing anyway. I think uh, you do have the flour out there, and but a lot it of people are not going to smoke it. It has you know? its place. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is yeah. your grandma is probably not going to want to smoke a doobie. She's probably going to be more apt to doing a tincture or something right. like that. You're, right. uh, if you have a so minor. You need an oil. You know, you oh, yeah. Oil. You need a, a concentrated product that's going to be easy to right. use so and that's, consistent. Yeah, so that's what that is. Now, it turns out, and we have talked about this so many times on this show, really, the, uh, it's not only it's not only a matter of sustainability, it's also a matter of cost. Yeah, so when financial. You, yeah, when you decide to go ahead and produce a or build a plant, a, a plant that uses this very high energy, right? You are increasing your operating costs. Oh, so, yes, huge. If you I, have to buy a lot of ethanol and then you have to manifest that ethanol as waste and then you also have to um, have lots of, you can't really do anything with your byproducts. Yeah. Those are cost. That's costing you. Right. You yeah. know? Yep. You get a cost to get rid of the ethanol, to get rid of the biomass. Again, it's uh, the costs don't stop. No, the costs don't stop. And here's some things that we put together, just some good metrics for you. So reasons why sustainability pays essentially. Yep. Oh yeah. So you use 18 less energy use compared to ethanol. That's a cost, right? <laughs> that's huge. Okay. 125 less solvent loss cost. Oh my God. Okay. Six times X less solvent startup costs. This is just right. money. Yeah. yeah. So what's the point? Okay. 394 times less cost of solvent reuse and changeover costs. Those are, there's an assumption in that number, the 394, about how many times you're changing over your solvents. Okay. We talked yep. about that with solvent reuse. Yep. So that's something we want to give the, really in our calculator, we want to have someone be able to put their number in there. Right. How many times are you reusing? But at the end of the day, guys, you're going to have to change over your solvent at some point. <laughs> if you keep on using it, it's going to build up contaminants, build up. You're like, oh, maybe there's no risk with that. No, there is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And you don't want it to the point that it's uh, super, uh, you know, You're extracting with pond water, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh. So, that's going to cost you something. Yeah. It's going to cost the environment something. So Absolutely. Also, uh, infrastructure costs. We never mm. talked really about this, but yeah. if you're going to have thousands of gallons of ethanol in a facility, it's going to cost you more to build that facility. It's going to have to be under an H4 occupancy or something versus a general industrial occupancy. Okay. Those things cost more. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So if you add up all those costs over time and you actually do the math, many, many people do not do this. <laughs> they do not do the they, math. Yep. We have a calculator that will, I'll put this graph and you can put your own assumptions in there, but we have a calculator. I would say that people just don't do the math. No. They just don't do the math. No, I'm surprised. I mean, this, I this line right here is the cumulative operating cost for a CO2 extraction for 2,000 pounds a month. Yep. Again, we're standardizing on that. And then this is the cost right here for an ethanol uh, operating facility. <laughs> yep. And you can see there's a difference here in the initial here. Yep, initial that initial. That's because, there's, because this is taking into account the initial cost of the equipment itself. Yep. So you can see that the CO2 is is a little bit higher cost. Okay. But you can see within a couple of months, it's crossing over. And yep. someone might have some assumptions. Okay. So let's say, hey, John T, I don't think that 394 is, is really right. I think my, or ours is more like 200. 
200 X. Okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. What will happen is this slope will go down a little bit more and it'll cross over here at four months instead. Uh, right. Right. It's still, you're still going to get that massive gain. Yeah. Under no, no way. under no conceivable scenario that I've put in the calculator, can will it cross over in more than 12 months? Okay. So there's always going to be, so it's just a matter it of time. Matter, yeah. Where your operating costs, this is like added cost to actually produce, right? Yeah. And you're getting rid of that ethanol. You're yeah. The calculator also takes into account in. labor and oh yeah, stuff, it's you know? it's a pretty it's a pretty extensive calculator. If you haven't used that, check it out. The ethanol cost comparison definitely worth. It. Hey, so that's really looking at the sustainability factors for CO2. Basically, the scientific literature is quite quite settled on it. Yeah. I would say from the yep. chemical engineering and plant design side, why, a lot of people ask, why aren't soy plants using it then? They would if they could. <laughs> but there's a lot of reasons why because hexane is allowed yeah. and it's so cheap. Okay. Right. So and the infrastructure is already there. The infrastructure is already what there. I was reading some articles. I mean, people want to put in a hexane plant in into one one small community. And then they came, they went there trying to get permits for it. And <laughs> yeah, then they brought out a scientist who says, hey, this will only produce 100 kilotons of emissions per year. Only. <laughs> only. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's, it'll be, it'll <laughs> Forget be fine. About yeah. it. Those are hexane emissions, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, right. It's no big deal because the because the FDA says 500 parts per million is okay. You can eat that all day long. Yeah. So, so like, mm, I, yeah, I, I don't mean, want that next to my house. I, I can. We should pull out that tincture that we made again. The, the, Which one? The tincture where we have all the maximum oh, amounts in there. Yes. Yes. That would be fun we, to do. What ever happened with that one? I don't know. We should probably rehomogenize it because it's probably <laughs> separated. <laughs> oh, that would be cool to see. Yeah. yeah so maybe we do that. Well, who could we feed it to? Maybe James, would you take some? <laughs> James could do it. James would be passed out by the end of the <laughs> show like, if we do that. <laughs> he I had a crazy me. Russian friend who uh, he said that when he was growing up, he they would oftentimes imbibe acetone and it would they get drunk what? off of acetone. They would drink it to yes. get drunk. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I guess it's it's a, you know it's acetone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. the filter, the liver filter. But you could probably that might be a little bit. We could see what what happens to him. He might it might be a, an enhancer. Might, I'm sure he'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. he'd be fine. You'd be fine. It's, you'd be fine, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What do you think? I, yeah, I think so. I think we covered quite a bit. Okay. You guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate all your time and really good good meeting you guys. If you want to, please leave some comments. Yeah. Don't don't hesitate not to ask us whatever you want. Right. On or off topic, we love right. talking about the, the topic at hand because that will allow other people to see and, right. and learn and allow the, the industry to continue growing. Right. So don't be afraid to chat with us. We like Right. It. Give us the like thumbs it. up too. If you like this content, even yeah. if you don't like the content, give it a, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Uh, so let us know and um, happy to interact with you. We always talk that. Please subscribe. Also, there's uh, at the very bottom of the YouTube videos, we have all of our links in there. Oh, yeah. Go to extractlab, E-X-T-R-A-K-T lab.com uh, slash resources. Yes. That we is... have tons of stuff there. Oh, my. You're going to find something that you want. Again, whether it's a guide, a calculator, one of the calculators we've been talking about, mini courses, the podcast. We've got everything for everybody. Yeah. And if you're in the hemp or cannabis industry, and this is definitely something you want to take advantage of. Yeah. And we've been, I don't know, we've been adding so much to it too. We just get, we can't stop. <laughs> no. We can't stop. It's, it's definitely, like, oh my hard. gosh. Well, okay. By the time we get done with something, there's something else we think of or, yeah. hey, people okay. need to know this. Like the sustainability stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just started to come up. It's taken the, I was really surprised to see the article from MJ Biz Finance. And then yep. I started looking at it, ESG. Some of our customers started uh, talking to us about it. 
we ought to have an ESG. Uh, Never really took into account. It's, yeah, yeah we, we have to have an ESG uh, operation. Our governance right. is, is sustainability first. Yep, right? yep. So a lot of people are like, okay, well, that's what we need to do. And so you tell us tell us how to do that. I, I just happen to have the, the calculations done. And then I typed in ESG based on the MJ Biz article. And I'm like, wow, this is a really big thing because yeah. uh, all these companies now are being, they're, they're making their investment decisions based on that. Based on that at least as a at least a factor yeah yeah it may so, not be everything but again moving forward a, a lot of consumers are starting to take this kind of stuff into right. account you're definitely going to want to be on the side of making the right product yeah also yeah from the consumer okay we can close this up uh, yes we could talk all hey, day thanks about thank you guys <laughs> oh, i thought you were coming in for the, the high five. Oh yeah there i am i got that it's all, it's all good so <laughs> yeah yep. thanks a lot for uh, joining me jared yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, okay, no thanks problem. for having me you take care